Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. And our guest today is Crow Wing County Administrator Tim Hool. Tim, welcome back to Community Focus. Thank you so much for having me back, guys. I appreciate it. Pleasure. All right, where do we start? We've got some things to talk about here. With well, the we've got some good news, and then we've got some less than good news. You know, I need to bring you both. Uh, so the first is good news. Let's start out with uh, Crow Wing County recently received a Clean Water Fund grant Ooh. from the Board of Water and Soil Resources. That's a state agency. Uh, they approved a total of $10 million in Clean Water Fund grants to improve water quality in lakes, rivers, and streams across the state. We received a $30,000 grant to help us seal wells throughout the county. Now, that's an abandoned well. Yeah. Obviously, okay. if you're using the well, we're not going <laughs> to seal it. Please don't. But the ones that are abandoned are a really important thing in our community. This is a conduit, a pipeline, an unrestricted access directly to the water table. Mm -hmm. And so what goes down those pipes is really important. And so yeah. if you're using a conduit to the water table to pull water, mm -hmm. great. But if you're no longer using that conduit to the water table, we would like to help you seal that well so that it does not become a source of contamination of groundwater in the future for your neighbors. Yeah. Okay. So we have some uh, funds that we have uh, to help. We can provide up to a maximum of $1,000 in 50% cost share funds per well. Um, and these grants will help local governments partner with landowners to put projects on the ground that protect our water. And we know in Crow Wing well, County, goodness gracious. Yeah, yeah we need to now, do that. Now, mm -hmm. Tim, do you, does the county know where these wells are, or do you need the cooperation of landowners who know where those unused wells are? You know, every well in the state of Minnesota is supposed to be permitted and certified by the Department of Health. But we also know that sandpoints are out there, and yeah. they probably didn't all get permitted. So I would say we do not know about all of the undocumented wells that are out there. We know about all the documented ones. Okay. okay. And either way, if you have one that's mm -hmm. not being used, right. here's your opportunity to use some grant money to seal that up. Yep, seal it up. And, you know, it just protects our groundwater. And mm -hmm. that in Growing County, I, I don't think I need to persuade <laughs> anyone here that water is the biggest deal for us. Yeah. Yes, extremely so important. protect it because it's our lifeblood. Right. If uh, folks have questions about this, they're not sure what to do, Tim, can they call the county? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Give us a call at Land Services. That's 218-824-1010, 218-824-1010, or Google, uh, or email us, landservices at crowwing.gov. Okay. okay. Now, you said good news. That was the good news. Yeah. What is the bad news? The not-so-good news, uh, mm. I, I think folks may have heard, but emerald ash borer was discovered in Crow Wing County. Oh, yeah. So there is an infestation that was found near Brainerd. Um, the larvae uh, were later located and confirmed to be uh, invasive species. So this mm -hmm. is a confirmed uh, case of emerald ash borer. What it does, uh, the insect now has 48 counties in Minnesota. Uh, that it is infested. They kill ash trees by tunneling under the bark and feeding on the part of the tree that moves the nutrients up and down the mm. tree. Mm -hmm. So, it, you know, it's going to where the nutrients are, stealing them, and it kills the tree. Yeah, yeah, no good. So those kinds of things can take off. So there is an emergency quarantine that the Department of Agriculture has enacted. Um, that's the State Department of Agriculture. So they would have more information on that. But I do know that there is a virtual informational meeting that's going to be held tomorrow. Thursday, February 8th at 10 a.m. for tree care professionals who work in Crow Wing County. And for more information on that, they can contact the Minnesota Department of Agriculture. 
And for the average homeowner, the bottom line is uh, don't be transporting any firewood anywhere, right? Correct. And when in doubt, uh, consult an arborist. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, they know what they're looking at, and they are trained in the field. And so um, if you suspect that you have a diseased tree, uh, look up arborists or Google arborists, and that's who I would refer it to. Master Gardener program is also out there to help yeah. people, um, and so I would—that's an additional resource for folks. That's the thing. Like once they're here, then what? You know, yeah. so these mm-hmm. folks could probably answer those questions and, and what to do so it doesn't spread. Yeah, that's yeah. what you're—that's what you're trying to do is is prevent it from you know decimating your ash population. Yeah, yeah. and it has the potential to do that, and so good management techniques. But we've seen this before. You know, mm-hmm. so the sky is not falling. Yeah. <laughs> we know how to do this. Oak Wilt has been here for a while. And so this is about management strategies like you were talking about, Ken, not transporting it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the larvae go with the wood. Right. Yeah. And you don't know that. And yeah. so if you're in that area, we just want all the ash wood that's in that area to stay, stay there. in that area. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. All right. Okay. You and know, looking ahead to summer, are we already on some job <laughs> opportunities? Hard not to. It's going to be 50 today. <laughs> I can't tell you how much I'm looking forward to summer. Uh, I think we've got one of the greatest summer jobs in the world that's available for folks that may be coming back from colleges or looking for some part-time work, even snowbirds that are coming back uh, up north for the winter. Standing at a landing and visiting with people who are landing their boats and bringing their boats in about aquatic invasive species. Now, Mm -hmm. I can tell you, I've been one of those people many, many times. I'm almost always in a good mood. (laughs) That's right. You're visiting with people who are happy to be there and out on the lakes. Yeah, they're headed out on the lakes. Mm -hmm. They're, you know, they're having a good time and visiting with folks about aquatic invasive species. And that education is probably the most important. Yes, it is. We also do inspections to help people do the right thing. And Mm -hmm. so if there's something on their boat that shouldn't be, uh, we'll help to identify that for them and help them with it. Mm -hmm. And so it's a great summer job. uh, And being outdoors, in the elements. uh, So if you're interested in that, we have um, 60 watercraft inspectors that we work from May through September. Shifts are mainly Friday through Sunday, but then you get the whole week off. Mm-hmm. This is the sixth year that we've hired inspectors. We have more than a half million dollars to use this year. That comes from the state's allocation to help us with aquatic invasive species, which mm-hmm. is a big deal here. Yep. Applications are going to open today, and they will be reviewed periodically to get the team in place by early April. Um, besides watercraft inspectors, they will also uh, watercraft inspections. They will also do boat decontamination and the education efforts I referred to. This was identified as the top priority for aquatic invasive species by our lake associations uh, that we work with to try Mm -hmm. to put this plan together. And so this is important to us. And so I think it's a great opportunity for folks. They could give us a call at Human Resources at 218-822-7030 or go to crowwing.gov and click on the careers tab. It's open today. That's one of those jobs too that, you know, you might be sitting out there enjoying and talking to those folks, but you're also doing something good for our area, you know, by protecting our waters. I think you should bring a lawn chair. There you go. (laughs) Set it in the water with your feet bare (laughs) and and we're going to be just fine with that. I like it. Uh, Tim, this is a really important job. Is there some training that goes with this before they uh, go to the landings? Yes, absolutely. And that's why we want the team in place by April, so that we can do the training and turn them loose by May. Awesome. And so, yes, there is. We do have some returning inspectors every year, which is really cool, because Mm -hmm. they get to be, you know, very good at the craft Mm -hmm. and 
good at what they're doing and they obviously are enjoying themselves or they wouldn't come back. Sure. Yeah. Well, I know as a boat owner and mm-hmm. a member of a Lakeshore Property Association, mm-hmm. uh, we really appreciate seeing those aquatic inspectors mm-hmm. at our landing. Mm-hmm. And my interactions with them have always been, like you say, very positive. Mm-hmm. They're very uh, good at uh, inspecting and, and telling you why we're looking for this yes. stuff and everything. And That's yeah. the important part, the yeah. why. And yeah. I think that people generally want to do the right thing. Yes. Of course. Yeah. Oftentimes don't know what the right thing is to do. Right. And we find that oftentimes people will accept that guidance because they care very deeply about these resources. The people who live here and Mm -hmm. have cabins and what we all care very deeply about these resources. That's a shared vision for Mm. the future, isn't it? Yeah. And we can argue about whole bunches of things in our community. Yeah. But that's one that we tend not to argue about. Right. Our water quality has to stay pristine. It does. It and it's so important, and I think we have so many visitors from out of state that may not be familiar with the whys and mm-hmm. what and wherefore is. Yes. And so it's good to have people there to let them know this is why we do it and this is mm-hmm. what we're doing. We staff those inspections for peak hours. Yeah. And so we now have been doing this for six years. We know what the volume of traffic will be mm-hmm. for every given weekend, give or take. Yeah. And so we staff according to where the people are going to be. That's right. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, I also want to applaud our local lake associations. Mm-hmm. They fund these efforts over and above what Crow Wing County does. Mm-hmm. Many of the lake associations are buying extra inspection hours from us oh, wow. um, and identifying additional coverage times they would like to see. Okay. And so we're partnering with all of our lake associations to do this. This is a shared vision for the future, I think. Yeah. Um, and um, we think the program is working pretty well. Awesome. It's, it's hard because, I th- you know, you're trying to prevent something from happening that you may not be in control of. Right. Yeah. And so we're doing everything we can to keep the horse in the barn, mm-hmm. but it will slowly but surely, these things will happen. Yeah. 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 Yep. Very good. Tim, do I understand uh, you're looking or hopeful, hoping to expand a couple of our parks? Yes. We have a great county park system, and uh, even, you know, most winters I wouldn't be here talking to you about it in February, but this year <laughs> here we uh, are. <laughs> I am going to talk to you about it because there are great parks that are out there. There was just a, um, a memorial that was held earlier this week in Crosby for the Milford Mine tragedy mm-hmm. that occurred. This is the site of on the Cuyuna Iron Range where 41 miners lost their lives on February 5th, 1924. About 3.30 in the afternoon, a mine shaft collapsed. It allowed a flood of water from what is now Milford Lake mm. uh, to fill an underground network of tunnels, and it claimed the lives of 41 men. Only seven made it to the surface alive. Jeez. It was over in a matter of seconds. Mm. Transforming this natural and man-made habitat into a recreational area with some humble, um, it's, it's our humble attempt to try to honor the memory the of memorial. those who served. Yeah. Yep. There used to be more property around Milford Lake that was in private ownership, and we went out of our way to purchase it mm-hmm. so that we now own all around Milford Lake. We just didn't think it was appropriate that jet skis Mm -hmm. would be driving over the site of that kind of a tragedy. So we now own all of the shoreline of Milford Lake, and Mm -hmm. we'll develop walking trails all the way around it. Oh, wow. That's a great park. Yeah. Yeah. 
We also have some expansion for trail that we're going to do at our South Long Lake Park. Mm. That expansion is going to be to add some trails and a playground. We have about 360 feet of existing trails, and our plan is to double that. It's a small park down there, um, but it is used by our locals, and it's Mm -hmm. a reflection of the fact that not everybody in Crow Wing County can afford to own the lakeshore. And so we are going out of our way to make sure Mm -hmm. local residents can still use our lakes. Um, And so that park is important to us. And then finally, Fire Tower Park, which probably is our most heavily used park. Mm -hmm. And in the fall of the year, oh oh my goodness, when the leaves are turning, the photos that come out of that thing, Mm -hmm. it's it's amazing. It's marvelous. You know, Mm -hmm. we have these natural jewels all around us and we've developed that park and there are a lot of trails out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, They are open. So I would just encourage folks, get out there, check out one of the county parks. They are there for us. So uh, the grants were approved by the board. Do we have the money now? Um, We recently got, well, we applied for the grant, but the truth of the matter is we get proceeds from timber sales. And we use our proceeds from timber sales to reinvest in infrastructure related to forestry. Cool. And parks, trails is part of forestry. And so we're serious about our forestry management practices we believe that's the number one thing we can do to protect the water quality in Crow Wing County. Oh, yeah. Manage your forested mm-hmm. cover. That forested cover pulls nutrients out of the soils. It pulls nutrients out of the air. Uh, it cleans the air. And, and so we want forests in Crow Wing County. Yeah, and we absolutely. manage them. We have them all over the place. Uh, and we, that's an important part of managing water quality. It also produces revenue mm-hmm. for yeah. parks like yeah. this. Yeah. And so we want to make sure that those locally generated resources stay local. Interesting. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, again, Tim, as always, so much fun to have you here to talk about these things that are happening in the county. I think many things that some of our residents may not know about. But thank mm-hmm. you for, for well, talking about that. That's what I like to do is try to bring something that we may not be talking about um, and but if uh, anybody wants a topic talked about, mm-hmm. um, they can reach out and contact me anytime. They can just reach out county offices, ask for my name, Tim Hool. Um, they'll reach my desk. If somebody wants to hear something in particular, let me know. Very That's good. cool. Love it. Yeah. Well, in the meantime, Tim, thank you so much for being here today, and we'll look forward to visiting again soon. Thank you so much for having me. I always enjoy coming, guys. Thanks, All Tim. Right. We enjoy having you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Tim Hula is the Crow Wing County Administrator. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. Don't forget our Community Focus programs can be found anytime. They're on our website. You can listen there at 1067wjjy.com. Or you can listen through our free downloadable app, which is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.